You're listening to the Complete Human Podcast, hosted by co-founders Jana Breslin and Evan DeMarco. We share authentic conversations about wellness, longevity, personal growth, and bio-optimization, along with inspiring stories that encourage community and social responsibility. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back with your hosts, Jana Breslin and Evan DeMarco. Uh, if you notice, her hair's wet, um, and if I had hair, it probably <laughs> would be wet, but since I don't, uh, thank you, God, or whoever did that to me. Um, so we actually just put Jana through her first dive experience here at the Downtown Aquarium in Denver, Colorado, my hometown. Um, I've had the fortune of doing this event a couple times, this experience a couple times, with my good friend, longtime friend, Wendy Murray, who... What is your title now? Who are you? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know who I am. Um, I am in the, the metaphysical sense. Yes. Oh, right. I am the dive program manager here at the Denver Downtown Aquarium. So I manage all underwater activities, whether it's the public dive program, the commercial diving, scientific diving, as well as the mermaids. So. For some reason, it's something I've had a lot of anxiety about my whole life. Like diving, for some reason, it, I, every time I've been around dive diving they've always just say okay don't do all these things or else you're gonna die so it's like a very you know intense situation sure, and sure. you have to be slow you can't you have to you know calm your breath you can't if you need to come up you have to this is a way to do that that's safer obviously and so I'm always just I like to have more control maybe so that's why I'm I'm a rock star at snorkeling because I'm like yeah all the control in the world but thank you for showing me the ropes today I mean that was that was amazing that was fantastic I learned a lot and I, I can now say that I think I've conquered that that fear that anxiety a little more so I well, let's I'm put happy. you in a tank with a uh, we'll put you in a cage with a great white and see what happens <laughs> but so let's go back so this is something that the aquarium has been doing as kind of an intro to scuba for a long time yeah um and being here in Colorado it's not like there's a lot of oceans of people who jump in um yeah so we have a bunch of different programs ranging from ages six all the way up to certified divers and to be a certified diver you need to be at least 10 years of age um, so we have snorkeling, we have a tri-scuba, dive with the fish, dive with the sharks. You know, someone that might not have the funds to go to the ocean can yeah. come here and experience sharks, fish that you see in the South Pacific, Sea of Cortez, you know, anywhere around the world, you can see it right here in Colorado. So it's pretty cool. It is kind of cool. And, and you know, growing up in Colorado and, and actually seeing this thing built and having the experiences that I've had, it's like, wow, because, you know, like I'm a big ocean guy. I love diving, but it's like, oh, I can go dive with sharks in Colorado, yeah, which right. is kind of cool. So, um, I, like, I want to talk a little bit about the shark experience. We got to do the cage dive. We um, literally just got out of the cage just it, now. That was an experience for sure. It was it was very cool. Uh, and so that's something that you can do as early as eight. Is that eight right? Eight years of age is the youngest that we can take into the shark cage. And that's it's submerged in about eight feet of water. Um, and you are breathing off of a uh, hookah line. It's a uh, supplied air, surface supplied air. Um, but it allows kids, adults, we've even had a 92 year old in that shark cage, which is pretty amazing, that um, might not ever get the opportunity to see sharks ever in their lifetime. And right. now, you know, you see things on TV that might um, put them in a negative light, uh, they have. And so now we're gonna try and change that perception so that one, they can be protected, but we can also just um, experience their beauty underwater, yeah. which you guys got to see firsthand right. today. We've transitioned into Shane Taylor. And a little bit of background, so Shane and I have known each other for a long time. I don't know, like 
we were late 20s. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. So we're now we're a little bit older. Recently, you've had a couple kids. I know I've had one. So so we've kind of grown up. Yeah, we're, we're big boys now. Uh, yeah, sometimes bigger in wrong places. Um, but one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you outside of just reconnecting with you after all these years was you've been involved in a project that I think I've been passionate about since you first started talking about it. I know you're passionate about it. And that's Fins Attached. Um, so give us a little bit of background on who you are. And then <coughs> let's talk about Fins Attached. Sure. Um, well, you, you did a good intro. Um, I uh, grew up diving, uh, was lucky to be born into the sport with a family that had a passion for the ocean and diving. And, um, you know, it, it just can, has evolved. The aquarium is, is such a unique opportunity for us and with the business. Um, we partnered up with the Denver Downtown Aquarium and Landry's and they've been just uh, amazing teammates in the effort for growing the reach uh, of sport of the sport of scuba and awareness of the ocean and it's you know it's really the last decade or so that people are starting to think more about our planet and the ocean the conservation realizing wow we, we need to change some things and uh, you know it's great to be partner with with a, an organization a company that has that same you know beliefs and you know, shark research just kind of fell into place. You know, we, we had the shark dive here, we were introducing guests, and um, one of the unique things about sharks is they lose their teeth. And uh, we thought, wow, what a, what a great opportunity to raise awareness, possibly uh, raise some, some funding, and allow people to have an amazing, you know, keepsake to take home. And it's a, re a renewable resource because the sharks, thankfully, just continue to grow these teeth. And so we talked with the Denver Aquarium and, and kind of came up with some ideas with Todd Hall, who's not here at the moment, but Wendy's uh, predecessor, and um, met a gentleman named Alex Antonio, kind of in the process. And um, when I listened to Alex do a presentation, it, it clicked. I'm like, this is the guy that can help us take this to a different level because we were we were collecting some funding, we were promoting you know shark awareness and shark research, but we really didn't have a focus on where that was going to go. And uh, through meeting Alex, he had a passion for research and tagging, had some background in it, and happened to be based out of Colorado. And, uh, of all places. Of all places, right? And so um, I met uh, him and had an opportunity shortly thereafter to do an expedition with him. And on that expedition, uh, kind of clicked and I said, you know, this needs to go bigger. You know, need to, need to take this to a different level. And just by pure luck, one of my employees at the time, his mom worked for the state of Colorado, worked for nonprofit development. And he kind of made the offer that his mom might be willing to help us out. And so we sat down, all of us, shortly thereafter that trip, uh, started to form Fins Attached Marine Research and Conservation. And that was ballpark eight, nine years ago now. And so it's, uh, it's been a quick but lengthy evolution all at the same time, but through uh, help from our guests and Landry's, um, there's been able to be a decent amount of funding for the shark research projects that Fins Attach has been supporting for a long time and been a part of. Raising money to help sharks is not easy. Um, you know, raising money to help cute uh, dolphins and things like that, in my opinion, is probably a little bit easier, but getting the general public to agree that we want to have more sharks in our oceans, not everybody's on board with that. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and but the reality is, is it's it's one of our it's one of our global issues we need to attack and address soon because 
you know, sharks' role is real simple. It's keeping our oceans safe, balanced, healthy. Uh, without them, our entire planet's gonna suffer the, the consequences. So I wanna shift a little bit to, we talk about sharks and kind of the misconceptions of those. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ones that a lot of people have been fed over the years is this idea that sharks don't get cancer. And that led to a big craze, especially like in the 90s and early 2000s, where people were taking shark cartilage. Right. Take cart take as shark a supplement. As a supplement, yeah. you won't get cancer. Right. Um, but something happened recently here at the aquarium that kind of debunks that, uh, that myth a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's no known research on what types of cancers sharks can or cannot get. Um, we actually, unfortunately, have one that was diagnosed um, in August of 2018 with five fibroblastic fibroblastic sarcoma so Say that 10 times I know I know um, and uh, it's all um, centralized superficial and it has been tested uh, continuously biopsied and it has not been um, it hasn't metastasized in any organs it's eating um, we do a huge quality of life here on every single, just even down to the crickets here. So everything, <laughs> I know, um, everything gets um, scored, if you want to call it that, on its quality of life. And we're very much into the well-being of the animals here. So if at some point we feel that the shark is, you know, showing a change in behavior, um, it doesn't look the greatest because it has these tumors and skin tags on the outside. But if that changes, then we need to reevaluate and figure out something different to do. So the research, there's no definitive research on sharks never getting cancer. We have proof that one of them has. The big issue at hand um, you know, shark finning is is such a monster. And, you know, I'll, I'll be quite honest, you know, with, with as much as I felt like I may have known about sharks, I really had no clue how big and, uh, and how massive this issue is. I mean, 80 to 100 million sharks a year. I mean, you do the math, that's like three sharks every second that we're talking right now, year-round. Um, it's They're not sustainable. and killed simply for their fins. Yeah. And uh, for a bowl of soup, yeah, for a bowl of soup, and you know, for some other medicinal pur medicinal purposes. But there's no uh, there's no science behind any value in that, and um, it's yeah. it's a scary reality. And and one thing that Wendy may have used this in her briefing, um, you know, sharks are a lot like human beings in the sense that they don't mature till they're quite old in life, and they don't give birth to thousands of fish like a lot of fish species may do. Some sharks may give birth to one or two. And so you factor that in, and this year after year, 80, 100 million, this decline, um, we're, kind of, we're kind of at that tipping point. I mean, we might be past that tipping point, and a lot of people think that we are, and hopefully, hopefully that's not the case. But um, stopping shark finning today isn't gonna necessarily fix all the problems we've created because the sharks aren't gonna be able to repopulate like maybe other species might in a, in a rapid, uh, rapid time frame. So, so it's a multi-generational fix, even assuming that we could fin, we could stop shark finning yeah, today. Yeah, it's gonna take that time. So, you know, the longer we go down this road of, of destruction, the harder it's gonna be to, to, you know, bring it back. And there are restaurants, there are uh, markets all over the country, all over the world. It's not just that marketplace. It is a global issue. I mean, there are restaurants in every major city that probably serve it. Um, a lot of places don't have it on the menu. They may not call it shark fin soup, but you can find it. Um, there's a market here in Denver that I found canned shark fin soup in the soup aisle. So, you know, it isn't just 
a particular part of the world. It's it's everything. It's everywhere. And I, I will be the first to admit, before I met you and kind of understood the passion that you had and recognized the importance of not, you know, partaking in, in this, I had it. And it tastes like shit. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like, you know, and I think you, you, you guys did a really interesting documentary on this where you kind of showed that it's like, you know, the whole process really ultimately ends up being chicken soup anyway, yeah. right? Because it, it tastes so bad or there's so little flavor to it that yeah. it's become this really... You know, it's a kitschy thing to do, like kale smoothies, but it's, you know, we're not harming kale plants, so we're possibly destroying our oceans. What we hope when people come here to see all these amazing fish and animals, I mean, we're a part of an SSP program with even our animals, which is a survival species program. Um, we're hoping that we're getting the public involved so not only are they appreciating the animals and fish here but when they go out and make you know personal changes within their own life that they're taking everything into consideration when you throw your plastic bag in the trash all that comes back you know full circle that it you know even in here in Colorado the Colorado River goes eventually to the ocean right. so just because you're landlocked doesn't mean it's right. not going to affect just because you put it in a trash can yeah does yeah. not mean exactly that's where it's going to be exactly. and you're good for it yeah it, it ends up somewhere it absolutely and unfortunately, a lot of it's in our oceans too which the fish eat yeah sometimes we eat the fish right and it's like right. we're consuming that so too sustainable fisheries absolutely. that's where you you know you want to make if you're vegetarian, vegan, all that stuff, that's great. But the people that are not, are they making good choices when they are ordering mm-hmm. fish? And Landry's is very much um, aware of when they're purchased because we are a fish-serving mm-hmm. restaurant. So we're making yes. good choices when we are purchasing wow. those items. And I do know with Landry's, one of the things that they accredit themselves with is you know working with uh, EFOS, which is the International Fish uh, Something Standards, uh-huh. Friends of the Sea, yep. MSC Certified Marine Stewardship Council. So Landry's yep. really has a long pedigree of ocean conservation, they which do. is kind of cool as a restaurant. Yeah, and they're accredited by AZA, which is American Zoo Association. That's a very long accreditation process. So everything, by the way, we dump our trash, by the way, we um, interact with guests, everything is very much involved with that accreditation. So. That's cool. That's yeah. need to work for It's very important. Like yeah. Um, so how, you know, people who are watching this from all over the world, you know, they recognize we're in Denver. They might never get to Denver. Um, but say they wanted to really kind of get behind what you guys are doing on a global scale. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have local or regional programs or is there like you know is there a place that someone who really got passionate about what it is that we did here could kind of get involved from their own area absolutely um all of our partnerships are on our aquarium website so anything that you want to be you want to dive into as far as learning yeah (laughs) um i did that i thought and then you just took it over Um, Um, anything that you want to learn about is um, we have an education portal on our website where you can be involved with what we're doing. The cool thing about Landers is we have other aquariums that are very much involved, like our Houston Aquarium. They have a tiger exhibit that was just completely rebuilt and redone that allows people to get involved there. So we have, you can donate, you can be a part of Fins Attached, you can do other programs in other locations that Landers has, so. You know, tagging sharks and collecting data that the tags can provide, that's really one of the number one ways we can help protect them. 
because in all reality, most areas around the world that have any protected areas for sharks, if they have them at all, the, the protected areas are very small. And the one thing we know about sharks is they migrate, they travel far, a lot of species. And when we can tag an animal and track where it goes and create a map, we then have some data to go to countries and say, your protected area, if they even have one, is not cutting it. We need to grow that protected area so that the sharks aren't vulnerable here, here, here. Yeah. And by the data that the tags provide, that's our number one shot at making the protected areas larger. That has been successful. We have gotten through the research, bigger areas protected. And if we can continue to do that, that will be, um, that'll be our, our best chance in my opinion. What so, is the recourse of finning or, you know, shark finning <coughs> in a protected area? <coughs> the oceans, the ocean's huge. And that's, that's a huge part of the problem is just any, there's no patrol. There's no, um, no one to enforce regulation. And a lot of the commercial fishing vessels, they're very, they're very high tech, right? They have spotting helicopters and radar and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the time a patrol boat of any kind would even be in the vicinity that they're in, they're already gone. Yeah. And so usually the only thing you see is the aftermath. Uh, tourists and tourist boats, uh, privateer boats, they've been a great source of helping um, inform of commercial fishing that are in illegal waters and stuff. But, uh, you know, they're, they're savvy, they're, they're onto it. And so, you know, trying to stay a step ahead of that, it's, that's, that's a big part of the challenge. Mm -hmm. But if we can extend those areas, and um, even if we can only put protective nets, nets, I use that casually, but you know, protective areas over where they maybe reproduce mm -hmm. um, and give birth, I mean, that would be huge, right? But figuring out where those places are, we're still mm -hmm. learning. You know? That's what some of the taggings can help. So for us with the, you know, partnership with the aquarium and helping fund tagging, tagging equipment, that can be deployed on these expeditions is really important stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Wendy mentioned that um, each tag is about $2,500, right? There's different types. Okay. Um, you know, there's acoustic tags. Acoustic tags uh, give out a, a small ping, think of it, as, and uh, there's a receiver that's going to track when the tag is in proximity. And then the receiver you bring up every so often, you download the data. Um, those tags are about $400, $450 on average they go up from there. A satellite tag is upwards of about $4,500 to give you an idea. So, you know, it, it's not inexpensive research. Right. The receivers are about, you know, $1,800 or so. Um, and then if you do deploy satellite tag, you have to pay for the data that the satellite retrieves. So yeah, it adds up really quick, but the more of that uh, technology we can get out in the field, um, hopefully we can continue to do good things. When people contribute, that's where their money is going. Is yeah. to is for these tags. Absolutely. Amazing. Okay. Yeah, through the through the partnership of Landry's, and um, our guests, and the years that we've been doing this, you know, it's helped deploy well over 150, you know, tags, and then the various other pieces of equipment, and uh, that's probably a fairly conservative number. So, yeah. Wow. And you guys should come do it. Oh, we're we going to, yes. Yeah. Uh, so what we, uh, what you didn't see when we were talking about <coughs> how good her first scuba experience was <laughs> and how excited she is to get in a, uh, in a cage with a great white. Yeah. 
That's and what you guys are going to see in the video here um, of us in the tank is actually Shane was in, we're in the tank, <coughs> Shane was actually out in the open water filming <coughs> us with all of these sharks. So you're in their swimming circle, you're in their space. Yeah. And you don't have a cage around you, you're you're just there, yeah. everyone's respecting each other. and it's. I think you were covered in pig's blood too. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and one thing I, I highly recommend is if you ever come to Denver, you got to do this, uh, the shark diet. Yeah. Right? It's cool because now with the cage, you don't have to be scuba certified, right? No, you don't. For the longest time, for the last 12 or so years, the only way to get into the shark exhibit was to be a certified diver. Mm -hmm. And now, with the shark cage, we have the opportunity to, as young as eight, like I said, um, get in and experience sharks underwater instead of above or from the glass side. So. You're inches away from them still. Exactly. It's amazing. And they come, as you saw, yeah. right up to the cage. Oh, yeah. I saw them looking around yeah, and checking yeah, us out. Checking yeah. out. We're in the cage. She was actually out in the open water filming <laughs> us with all of these sharks. So you're in their swimming circle. You're in their space. Yeah. And you don't have a cage around you. You're you're just there. Yeah. Everyone's respecting each other. And it's I think you were covered in pig's blood too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they uh, they respect our space. We respect theirs. It works really well. Um, you know, great whites are uh, amazing species to see in person. They're they're everything you think they're going to be and more. Um, but. You also realize, wow, they're they're awfully cautious. They're very timid in their personalities and their behaviors. So, um, yeah, it's way different than what you're envisioning. And I, I hope you guys do it and get the opportunity because it is amazing. Yeah, so I, I I I know our audience would love that. I think they'd love to see you in a group, in a tank, you know, or a cage. For the cause. For the cause. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, how can our audience help support what you guys yes. are doing? You know, I think knowledge is key and, um, you know, finsattached.org is the website for Fins Attached and uh, there's there's some awesome opportunities. I mean, to go do research, you don't have to be a scientist. Mm -hmm. um, this the, the program that Fins Attached runs gives anybody the opportunity to go and help participate. And by participating, you're helping fund the research and by being there helping hands on, um, you're providing a great resource for what we need. And so anyone can join an expedition and you don't even have to be a certified diver to do Guadalupe, for example. You know, you're in a cage, you're on a hookah system. We have had people that have gone on that that aren't divers. Um, and, you know, any participation can help. Um, there's, of course, apparel and there's just ways to just donate. Mm -hmm. And so all of that helps uh, support the cause. Uh, so, you know, Shane's obviously a very modest guy, and I don't think that he's going to say, you know, come <coughs> do this, but we're going to do this is go to finsattached.org, um, you know, skip a Starbucks for a day and give it to these guys. Uh, you know, I, I think as Jan and I have been playing in the world's oceans a lot over the last couple months, you know, really building out life to the max as a platform, we recognize that ocean conservation is a central theme <laughs> in what it is that we want to talk about. And I don't think that there's really any greater cause than protecting the animals that live in the oceans. So, you know, we're looking at bookending that from how do we deal with the pollution? How do we deal? Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> we, got a, uh, we got a new fan here. <coughs> you interrupted my monologue, dude. <laughs> just, uh, so, you know, these incredible species call the oceans their home, and it's up to us to really protect those and make sure that, you know, A, education, B, funding, and C, the awareness that things like shark fin soup have no place and, you know, there's no nutritional value to that. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, here we are at an aquarium looking at fish. Let's hope that, you know, that's not the only place you're able to see a lot of these species in the future. I right. mean, there are endangered species that you guys saw today, and uh, that's scary, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, want, I want my 
you know, generations following me to be able to see these things. And, you know, aside from the importance of them, um, you know, but the aquarium provides such a great tool, such a great knowledge uh, background that we can share with other people. I mean, I mentioned this earlier to you guys, but we have guests that have never seen the ocean and they'd never have any care or appreciation potentially for these animals if they weren't able to come here and see them. Right. And I think this day and age, it's noteworthy because there's so, um, there's so many people that have opinions about, you know, what you see at zoos and aquariums. And, you know, I'm not going to go down that, that, that road, but, you know, the aquarium, I, I want it to not be the only place we ever see these species in the future. So we have to figure out a way to have a balance. Right. And, um, you know, creating knowledge is, is vital. So, you know, thank, thank goodness for this facility here in Denver, or there'd be a lot of folks that I don't think would think twice about what happens in, in our oceans and, and, and things. So I'm very grateful for this opportunity here. Yeah. Jana? Um, do you have any other questions? I, I was going to go with the wish <coughs> question. Um, that's probably a good one. Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, we at Life to the Max like to uh, invite our guests to share their one big wish. And it doesn't have to be anything shark related or ocean conservation, but you know, this is a platform where we're trying to change the world. We're trying to change the perception of our place in the world. And so, you know, people like you who have such a passion for very specific things, you know, we want to know what's your big wish. If I give you the one wish and you can't wish for more wishes, what would it be? Well, is it is it an activity or I don't? You can do whatever you want. I'm the genie in the bottle. The genie in the bottle? And I'm not about to start singing Shakira. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna throw out a real selfish one. I want to fly in a fighter jet. That's I, cool. I want to do that so bad. Like I can't wait till I meet some guy that's a fighter pilot that wants to dive with sharks. And I'm like, all right, let's let's work this out because <laughs> I want to do that, man. That is like the top of my bucket list. But uh, you know, guys, if anyone's a fighter pilot, we're gonna put Shane's contact information in the show notes. He'll take you diving with great whites, and you put him in an F-16. Done. Done. Perfect. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, um, any other questions? Shane, thank you for sharing this thank with you. us. Thank you. Thanks um, for being here. Yeah, this has been an amazing day so far. I, I've always loved <laughs> the ocean. Um, I have a whole new respect and deep love for it now, being able to be in the water with these creatures, and I'm just really um, honored to be able to be here with you guys. So thank you for sharing with us, and yeah. thank you for telling us about Fins Attached as well. No, we and we're excited it. to share this with our audience, too. Good. So. And thanks for... Uh, they're doing it, dude. You did <laughs> yeah, great. You, you did great. You need to get certified now. We need to go. Yes, you know, get I you. Know. We discussed that. We're uh, yes. Yeah. We've got a we've got a fast track for that. This time. Cool. So thank you again. And I thanks, Evan. Yeah, oh, no, my us. pleasure. Uh, groupie, thank you uh, for participating. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, couldn't be more excited to share this message with you, and we will make sure to put all this information in the show notes. So check out Fins Attached, uh, A1 Scuba, Landry's here. Uh, if you're ever in Denver, come check this place out. Get in the water with these guys. As Shane said, you know, it's not Jaws, it's not the Meg, it's not 47 meters down. Uh, there's a majestic beauty and tranquility that you don't get to see, compliments of Shark Week or Hollywood. Um, and these guys here have done such an incredible job of giving that access to the public. So, uh, you know, again, come to Denver, go skiing. You know, if, if you know, a weed vacation is in your future, just make sure to stop by and uh, visit these guys. A weed It's Colorado, right? So... Thank you for tuning in to the Complete Human Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, rate and review us to help spread the word. For articles, videos, and more, connect with us at completehuman.com. Until next week, we wish you health and happiness.